I didn't want to be known as the crazy lady around town. I didn't want to have like that name of like, oh, she needs to be in a psych ward. Or <laughs> so I like hit it for a long time, like close friends knew and like they would ask me to read their tarot cards like for fun and things like that. But I would never bluntly come out with it to people that like, hey, there's a spirit right beside you. Or like, hey, by the way, like, did you know that? about yourself. This is Davina and this is the We're Crazy Creative Podcast. I almost brought my new puppy to this recording. <laughs> Why didn't you? <laughs> it's a little disruptive. <laughs> oh, it's very cute, but very disruptive. Aww. Well, hi, I'm Jennifer. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I'm Davina. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you know who I am. Uh, welcome to our craziness, right, Megan? Hi, Megan. Hello. How are you? Good. You? I haven't slept in like a week, but I didn't. yeah, but it's well worth it if it has a puppy. I know, but I didn't know that they're like real babies, like that they wake up in the night and you have to run outside and like in the dark and shiver, being like, Come pee, hurry. Right, let's go. And they're like, "Oh, a leaf! I'm gonna chew on this leaf for a while." And you're like, "It's three in the morning." But, but it's adorable. So freak, she's the cutest. I can't. It's obnoxious. How cute she is. It's gross. <laughs> My love for her is disgusting. <laughs> Can you do, Davina? It's a Boston Terrier, and I've always like I. I don't know for over twenty years just desperately wanted I met one that I just fell so madly in love with and the clown like character of them I was crazy about and I've always had boxers and they're really similar but they're just really big yeah and so Boston Terry is like a mini version of that and I guess I just always thought I was going to end up like when I finally had one it would be because like some like 84 year old Boston Terrier with one eye and no teeth would like need a rescue home and then I'd be like okay Bertha <laughs> you and me uh, Bertha. Bertha. Oh my finally my dream has come through but it's not it's, really it's, a tiny, it's a tiny puppy and she's so cute and her name is not Bertha it's Tallulah how old is she she's like 10 weeks old not even 10 weeks old who needs sleep, Jen? Who needs sleep? Yeah, I'm, gr- I'm so grateful. So anyways, okay, enough about me. We usually we start like, I, and I say, Davina, okay, welcome, Davina. <laughs> How would you like to introduce? No, would you like to? See, I can't even talk. Could you? It's okay. Would you mind introducing yourself and telling the listeners who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. So my name is Davina. And um, I'm a aura seer, tarot card reader, um, energy healer. <laughs> so um, I'm a mom of three kids and I lead this crazy life. And my youngest daughter can see spirits just as easily as I can. And I don't know, life is kind of crazy. I decided to start up my business Uh with some help of a few people and a few people were just like you should really go for it um you should put yourself out there a lot of people might 
be able to heal from these things, might be able to like have a better experience out of life with these things. So I kind of just gave it a go and life's been crazy this year. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. Um, Okay, wait, before we get into your work stuff and spiritual stuff, how how old are your kids? Uh, So my oldest is six, my son is five, and my youngest is three. (laughs) So not much sleep on your end either. No, 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 definitely not. Um, A little too close together sometimes, I think, but you know, get it out of the way and you can live life, right? I feel you. I have three daughters. They are adults now, but they are 26, 27, and 30 years old. So I I feel where you're coming from. (laughs) So that's fun. Yeah. So what did you mean when you said your your um, youngest also sees spirits? Uh, so um, she'll wake up at random hours in the night like I do. Um, I'll wake up when, let's say, there's a message that someone wants to pass on. I tend to get woken up. Um, but my youngest, I'll wake up to her talking and I'll walk in the room and she'll be sitting up in her bed and someone else will be sitting with her and she'll just be having a grand old conversation my oldest kind of gets bothered by it because she's like I don't know who she's talking to and it really bothers me that she's having a conversation like does she hear you when you come in or she just continues on like the little she keeps going she's not bothered by the fact that I'll walk in on it um it's 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 really random. Like she'll look at me and then she'll just about whatever there is to talk about. Sometimes she'll just be like, I dropped my baby and I hope mommy didn't wake up. And then I'll be like right there. And I'm like, "Uh, I woke up to you dropping the baby, but I'm also waking up to you talking here. Like, and it's kind of awkward because I can tell she's like super engaged in her conversation. I'm like, you know, it's kind of time for him to go or for her to go so you can get some sleep. Just saying. So, she, did you say she's three years old? She's three years old. Yeah. Okay. Can we go backwards to the first time you remember having these experiences? Uh, I was two years old when I was doing it. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you remember? So, like, what's an early memory that you have? My earliest memory, I think it was seeing a man on the side of the road. <laughs> So my mom was, she'd picked me up from my grandma's house because my grandma used to babysit me. And um, basically we were driving home and I asked my mom, I'm like, oh, who's that man standing there? And mom's like, there's no man there. And it proceeded for months on end of me asking her who that man was in that same exact spot every day, morning and night. Really? So same guy? and Wow. Yeah, I don't know. And I remember he was like an older man. And I remember the hat was like, you know, those grandpa, granddad hats that, you know, and I remember him wearing one of those and he'd always stand there with like his hands behind his back and I can still see exactly what he looked like. Do you remember how your, do you remember how your mom reacted to that? She was a little creeped out, but she kind of just thought it was like an imaginary friend. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, until she was actually able to confirm who I was talking to from such a young age. So basically my entire family, except for one person, thought I was just crazy in my family. Um, Called it an imaginary friend. I'd sit at the end of my bed, just 
chatting away kind of like what my daughter does except I wasn't doing it at one in the morning I was doing it at like reasonable hours <laughs> and um my mom would walk in and just be like oh it's bedtime like tell them to leave and and she'd ask me who it was and I'd tell her um that his name was monsieur because I didn't actually know his name or anything about him I just when you're so little you don't have names for people right yeah. and basically what ended up happening freaking out because this man that I'd been talking to for months was all of a sudden up on our wall and it turned out to be my great-grandfather who passed away six years before I was born oh wow yeah um do you remember the first time that you talked I don't mean literally the moment but do you remember finally sort of talking to other people who understood you and didn't just assume that you were having imaginary friends and and uh disassociating um, <laughs> um that's literally what they called it in psychology when I was in the psychologist's office yeah so <laughs> um but to remember other than my aunt no one ever really understood it but my aunt was pretty similar to how I am so mm. it seemed kind of normal but the first person who ever believed it I was in high school by the time someone actually believed me other than like my family and it was really a friend had come over to sleep over at the house and I had said something out loud like oh please don't knock those dishes over and she kind of just went like what the hell are you talking about and then the dishes were literally knocked all over the floor and uh, she was like she grabbed the skateboard that was like closest to her and she was like what is that what's in here like freaking out and that's how she believed me because she literally heard me and then she saw what happened and she knew there was no one else in the house Megan did you never slept over again she never slept over again <laughs> Megan did you when you were younger did your family I don't know a ton about I'm guessing your dad for sure probably not but was your mom open to stuff like that when you were younger or yeah I mean my uh it was her aunt Rose used to read tea leaves mm. so um but she said that she never got to have her leaves read because her aunt said you had to be an adult she would never do children mm. So, uh, no, my mom's, like, super open to it. And, like, when I got my first set of tarot cards and I read hers, my uncle, and my aunt's. And my uncle's was, like, great. My aunt was great. And my mom is always negative stuff. And she's like, nope, no more. <laughs> and I said, I'll read your tea leaves. And then it's negative, like, you know, be careful, jealousy, backstabbing, secrets. And she's like, nope, no more. Thanks. <laughs> I remember the, the, the first experience, the first experience I remember when I was a kid of being exposed to anything like that. I'm sure there was other stuff because my mom's pretty deep um, spiritually, but I remember when we were little, our house burned down and I think, I don't remember if it was just the night before or for two nights leading up to it that my mom woke up in the middle of the night. So I was five. My mom woke up in the middle of the night and she was like, we need to leave. And her husband was like, no, I don't know. It was like three in the morning or something. He's like, why? She said, because I, I can smell smoke and some, a voice is telling me we have to leave. And he was like, just go back to sleep. Everything's fine. Like they got up, they checked the whole house. Everything was fine. Went back to bed. I think the same thing happened the next night, same time. 
go back to bed. Everything's fine, whatever. Next night she wakes up, the house is in flames. Grabs me and like, I don't know, a, a blanket or something. And we get out of the house. And I just remember afterwards, my mom being like, I, I, like they told me it was going to happen. They told me the night before. They told me the night before that. Like, why did we, why didn't we just leave then? Like, and so I was like, who, who told, who told us that this was happening? But ever since then, like, she was always like, if you ever get a strong feeling, like, don't, don't ignore it ever. And I can't remember why we were talking about it last night, but I remember even when I was in my probably late teens, teens I was dating someone who was about eight years older than me and we were renting like a little cabin place and it wasn't out in the middle of nowhere there was other cabins around like it wasn't spooky or anything we were were well surrounded but I woke up in the night and I I just it, it wasn't like a voice or specific words or anything like that it was just a feeling that we needed to leave and remembering what my mom said I was starting to get very anxious and but then he rolled over and he was awake too and he was like feeling like we need to leave right and I was like yes and he's like let's go and he just grabbed the bags and we just jumped in the car and went back to the city and it was the strangest thing but I was so relieved that I was like I have to explain this to this guy like hi I'm sure everything's fine. I just need you to pack all your shit and get in the car because we need to leave now because somebody is saying it's time to go. So um, yeah, I feel pretty uh, lucky, I guess, that I grew up not doubting that stuff. And I remember too being a kid and we had like noises upstairs and my mom being like, it's just the spirit who lives in the attic. We were like, we're just going to leave it at that. She's like, just don't bug him. He won't bug us. <laughs> just, just don't worry about it. So we weren't even scared. We were just like, okay. Um, but I do know a lot of people who, um, obviously, I'm sure you both know a lot of people who are like, okay, well, that's crap. All of it's crap. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I was curious about how, how it was when you were younger experiencing this and not having the people around you like on board, but you were just like, that's cool. I'm going to talk to my person. And yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, my mom and grandma always did cemeteries and stuff and they'd always bring people home. And my grandpa really wasn't happy about these things and whatnot. And they were like, Oh no, we didn't bring anyone home. Oh no. And like, it came to the point where my grandpa was hearing noises crashing in the house and nothing had moved and in his basement and he was just trying to lock up the house for the weekend and he got to the cottage and he was like your ghosts leave them at the cemeteries I'm so done with them and like my grandma was like what like so my grandma kind of like looked it up online and she was just like oh I guess we can ring a bell like right after Halloween and it'll be fine I was like okay that's kind of crap though that we're waiting this long (laughs) like but that's when my grandma started like deciding like maybe there's something but it took so long for any of my family to really get it and now like my grandma gets visions sometimes so I think she believes it more now but it like it was so hard growing up and no one understanding it and now that like I fully tapped into it they're just starting they're like is this normal what is (laughs) 
how are you not scared of all of this? I grew up with that. <laughs> this was my life. Like, well, I forget where I read it or if I saw it like on a <laughs> documentary or something that as children, when we're, you know, maybe our invisible friends aren't really invisible made up friends, you know, that children do see spirits and, you know, it's because their minds are just so much more open and not so like need facts or anything. And so like we grow out of it. So it's like, if you don't encourage your child to, you know, get rid of their invisible friend before they get to school. So friends don't make fun of them. They end up believing that as well. And then. Yeah, it's like, so what it's called is we have this veil that our parents put on us as we grow up to like shield us from this. But we also end up putting kind of like blinders on because like our parents tell us we're crazy or that we need to psychologists, like things like that. So we finally like kind of put blinders on where we can't see that anymore. But that can also go away on its own by the age of three when we're mature enough to like decide what's real and what's not real for ourselves mm -hmm. before our memory actually keeps up with it. So when did you, so when did you start, um, is this really new that you've started doing this as an actual profession? Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to be known as the crazy lady around town. I didn't want to have like that name of like, oh, she needs to be in a psych ward. Or, <laughs> I mean, I already had like issues with like mental health that I was like, I don't want to like have more against me. Right. So I like hit it for a long time, like close friends knew and like, they would ask me to read their tarot cards like for fun and things like that but I would never bluntly come out with it to people that like hey there's a spirit right beside you or like hey by the way like did you know that about yourself like no I didn't want to be crazy <laughs> I could not stand up for that <laughs> I had um at the beginning of COVID I, I like I like to I like to think of myself as a very open-minded person um and I definitely don't believe that only things that we can see ourselves are real or only things we understand are, are real. But um, during, I think it was probably a year and a half ago, somebody gave me as a birthday gift, um, uh, an appointment or a session with a medium. And I, partially went into that appointment like really I was extremely excited first thought it was gonna be very fun um very curious because I had not ever experienced this before and then also skeptical because not only was I not entirely sure because I don't understand it because I'm not a medium um but also because I know that there's a lot of people who um are, are like call themselves all kinds of things and are not those things anyway. So even if you actually believe in it, it doesn't mean it's the real deal when you're experiencing it. So anyways, I had this, this appointment or this session, it was over the phone because we were in the middle of quarantine and everything, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, 
in the beginning, she was describing this person that wanted to communicate with me. And I was like, no idea who she was talking about. And she, she was really insisting. And she, she was like, and I said, what, well, like the only person who looks like this person, this is in my life is my grandmother on my dad's side. And she doesn't care about me. Like there's, she, there's no way she has a message. For me <laughs> at all. There's just not, she doesn't care. I'm alive. Don't, don't. And, and she was like, oh, she's, this is her message. And it's like, it didn't sound like her. It was just like, so out of character. The message was the exact opposite of anything she's ever told me in her living time. So I was like, feeling a little sense of disappointment because I was like this woman's just making things up and it's not like I do I sit here for an hour and just like humor her but but then I think that was like maybe the first like four minutes of the session and then something shifted where everything she said like it was not about my grandmother <laughs> but everything else she said afterwards it was just in, it was just ridiculous how accurate everything was and how I was frantic and I don't even understand my notes I was frantically writing down everything she was saying in a notebook like kids just hang on <laughs> writing 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 <laughs> I went back to read it I was like what am I talking about like I didn't even understand my own notes but I was literally in tears when I got off the phone with her. I didn't want her to hang up. And I was like, can I kiss you next week? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I know it doesn't work like that. But I was like, wait, I still need to talk to you. But it was so interesting. Because um, in the first few minutes, I was like, see, here we go. It's not, this is. The fake. The yeah. And I one time had also a card, tarot card reading. Where the woman said like something extremely accurate in the beginning but then the rest of the reading did not resonate with anything in my life and still to this day I mean I'm still alive so maybe I'm gonna like marry somebody who wears a uniform to work every day but it still hasn't it still hasn't happened <laughs> but <laughs> but it's interesting too how your um experience can can well Megan I think you don't need to out anybody right now or ever out loud publicly, but it, oh no, I think you already did. doesn't matter. Um, but it's interesting how you can have an experience that can completely, um, I don't know, make you feel like, oh, Megan left. She's angry. No, I didn't leave. I just, I, my fat thumb. <laughs> then don't talk about this. Yeah. Oh, I hate that experience. Um, <laughs> No, I think that it's interesting that, that um, so no, what I really want to say is that, so I can see how if somebody like myself, who very much wants to be in the experience and be open to it, can also, can have these moments and these experiences where you're like, oh, okay, fine, this isn't real. Um, I can see how other people who are not open to it at all could very easily just be like, you're bonkers. And I don't <laughs> <laughs> or this is a scam. No, thank you. Bye. Um, but what I would like to know is how, what happened for you that made you flip from feeling like this was just sort of a thing that you would keep to yourself or bring out like when you knew you were in a safe space to you realizing that you had something that other people like wanted and needed that you needed to share. 
I don't know because I've gone through the same experiences you have as much as like I can see and like hear and all those things I have had someone actually basically fraud me so it's kind of made me go okay I get why people tell me like I'm crazy right but to say what really got me started I'm not entirely sure like what made me say okay like I have to be out about it it was more like the oh my god like are you sure like when the opportunity to do a ladies night was presented to me I was like I don't think so and she's like please 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 like just just one like if you don't like it it's okay like no one has to know again and I was like oh oh like really like it was cringy inside of me I just didn't and then after that night I was like oh my god like oh my god that felt so good like seeing people's reactions and like how it gave everyone kind of like a oh that does sound like me oh that does make sense about who I am oh like the connection that was made and I was like okay maybe I don't just have to say that I do tarot readings maybe I can express that I do more than just that and then I like started expressing that I can read auras and then when I started seeing how everyone was like super into the tarot and auras I was like if people can go and buy a crystal on their own if people can come up to me for a tarot reading or to find out about their aura or where the connections are, then why can't I give them energy sessions that help balance out their lives and like full on express who I am and what I can do? Because my clientele was literally just family for the longest time, just because I did not want to be crazy. And I just I have like this inner fear, right? Like I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm just going to waste people's time. You know how like we kind of get in our own heads sometimes. And I feel like I was really at that point of like, just make that part of me disappear so I don't have to live with it anymore. And after the first ladies night was my confirmation that it's okay to be who I am. Oh, that's so great that, I mean, it took, you know, just one night you know, it was like, what, five hours, maybe that or maybe not even I don't even remember what time it started. But I, I mean, I remember how long I think it was three hours. Yeah. But like, time went by so fast. You were there. I mean, you were there. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, that's how I met Davina. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I mean, and I knew, sorry, I'm interrupting you. But I knew because I'm going to ask you about this. But I knew Megan that you had a reading with Davina. I just didn't realize that you were there for the night that she first had her like her first night her debut of being my out. first first night yeah you were like my third or fourth person that night like it was crazy <laughs> but no I mean I have to say like I think pretty much everybody was everybody was super open everybody was really nice like I I, I never heard or felt that anybody thought that you know, we're just here for a gimmick, you know, like, we're just here at a, you know, I imagine a lot of people go down to like Salem for, you know, Halloween, just to do a themed, you know, event or something. But I just thought everything was so well done. And no, like, I mean, you nailed mine. And then my girlfriend cried (laughs) after I didn't mean to make anyone cry that night but like I always say if there's no tears there was never a connection to anything that was said Mm. I just remember you telling me about um like the warmth 
like for my hands and stuff and I was just like oh okay (laughs) so I want to I I understand that um okay I'm gonna go backwards after the experience at the medium I went outside immediately to tell my girlfriend all about it and then we were talking about like, do you believe that this is real? Do you, you know, and I was like, I don't know, because this is what I experienced. And this is what I felt. And it really, really resonated with me. And I got super excited. And, <laughs> and I was like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do it with you. Ready? And she was like, this is so dumb. What are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to do what I think she did. And I think this will make it make sense. So I, I closed my eyes and I told her like, just to think about whatever, like a th- just to think about something that maybe she needed answers for or something like that. Just, just, just really focus on something. Don't say anything just. And then, <clears throat> so I started thinking, not thinking, I sat there and just waited. And what I told her was what I could see in my head. So I said, I can see there's a river and rocks and the river's not moving super slowly, but it's definitely moving. It's not stagnant. And so I just started describing like what I was visualizing, feeding off of whatever energy I was getting from her. We were sitting like maybe two feet away from each other. And she was like, okay, so what? I'm going to a river. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) Like go deep. (laughs) Like anyway, so we had fun with that. And then I just got really obsessive surprise. And then. (laughs) for days just kept trying to like read people like just get something off that like what am I visual what am I seeing right now when I'm around people some people were open to it some people were like Jen oh god you're still doing that go away um and so anyways uh so I understand that uh, I'm just I'm doing this for the listeners by the way if I sound like a preschool teacher um there's people who are listening who don't know anything about any of this stuff so I understand that a medium would um, just sort of tap in to your energy and then be open to any like spirits or any like visuals or whatever comes. I think at one point she started talking and she told me in advance, I I won't remember whatever I say. If I'm speaking for someone else who has a message for you, I'm not probably not going to remember that I said that to you. So write it down or record it or whatever. So I understood for her, she was really just channeling um, other, like either channeling spirits or just literally explaining to me what she was visualizing, you know, by taking in my energy. I understand. So I I like to pull oracle, oracle cards. So for me that there's, and for anyone, there's many ways to do it. But for me, for sure, I look at the card. I, I either know the basic meaning behind it or have a book that explains it depending on the cards and then I read into it my own like okay this feels like it's taking me in this direction so for tarot cards it's similar in the sense that each card has right a different sort of meaning and we know that some people get terrified when this card looks scary and that it's not always (laughs) everyone's terrified of the death card let's just say it Everyone's the death, <laughs> the devil, and the tower. Those right. are the three cards that I see people's go like, 
all of a sudden there's this like death look that washes over them and I'm like what what just happened like this is a good card like this is good and they're just like no it's not can you imagine it's like well there it is you're gonna die <laughs> oh god I hope that's falling out of tower like I'm glad it's not like that <laughs> sorry it's in the cards it's right there you can see it yeah. Tuesday. um and then okay so here's um what I don't what personally I don't know anything about I mean, it was not super fair of me to just quickly glaze over the things I already know about but you know what our listeners are not sending in any questions so not that they knew we were doing this topic but um can you tell can you explain like what to read someone's aura like what that's like because I know nothing about that so it, it's pretty hectic in its own way so I generally I can see one to two colors automatically without focusing so my world already looks like a rainbow just driving around whatever I do um the moment I come across someone I can see another color around them immediately um the second color usually depends on how um open they are or like their kind of mood they're in so if they're in like a really miserable mood then I won't um but then like on top of seeing like the different colors, there's also these random little lines. I call them lightning bolts, but they're always there. Um, and they either come from the head, the neck, the shoulders, um, a certain part of the body. And basically when I'm reading them and I see them like being more than an inch thick, I know there's something like more medical wise. And that's when I hate, I hate doing the readings. I don't like approaching people. I'll be like, hmm think you need a doctor's appointment like I I, it's hard to approach that right like how do you tell them that they need to make an appointment with their doctor because there's something with this part of their body like Mm -hmm. but usually I can tell when someone's stressed um when someone's in pain uh depending on if it's in the first or second layer of the aura I can definitely say oh it's affecting your mood or oh it's affecting your body different kinds of things like that but I can usually pinpoint like what the stress is and how it sits on the person and how to ease it off. But once it becomes more medical wise, the line gets thicker depending on how long you've had it. And that's when it's more like, okay, this kind of like out of my reach and I'm really sorry. Um, so this sucks, but uh, make an appointment with your doctor. Like when I end a reading like that, I've only ended it twice like that, but not my biggest not my favorite what and do you feel like you need like do you do you always tell the person if you do see that I should I probably should um I kind of avoid I'll try to avoid but I I feel like my face gives me away Mm. so they're usually like is there something that I should know about my health like is there something and I'm like just just um maybe call your doctor and um have have your body checked or I'll be like yeah I don't know this looks really weird um maybe just like go for a scan or something like I don't, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> go to their doctor and be like this woman read my aura and she said a scan or something so I don't know what you're looking for but you need to find yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is once that it happened at the grocery store where I saw someone with like a really thick line and I never approached them. I'm like, they either already know about it because they feel really awful or it's just like 
gonna take over like I I don't even know what they mean fully like I could never say oh it's cancer or oh it's Mm -hmm. like this that's going on I can just tell that something's not right Mm -hmm. um and can you so here's just like a super boring practical not practical I don't know what the word is here's a boring question (laughs) um is there anything that like can you see this aura no matter like how what kind of lighting they're in or what the weather is like I'm being weird right now but you know what I'm saying like can you no you're not being weird at all um so let's say it's pouring rain at night and there's an oncoming vehicle I won't see it okay if it's daytime and it's raining I can still see it I'm gonna delete the part where I said it was a weird boring questioning because now because now that I know (laughs) but really um I can pretty much see it anytime obviously if it's like all the lights are out in the house and everything then no mm-hmm. but otherwise like you can see it like with the most dimmest light there is possible so was it difficult then at the ladies night because I mean there was so many of us there was like 30 of us and it was a small area and I know people were in lines to go see everything, but still, you know, yeah. people were walking behind and I mean, it must've been hard to focus. And um, that's why I like really decided to go with like, not just sight, but I decided to go with energy feel as well, which is why I had to have my hands over and under yours because I could also feel the energy, but that night was wild. Um, I have to say the moment someone would walk behind you, like their aura kind of like bumps yours, right? So yours changes colors for like that quick second that someone else walks through yours. And it was like really taking a lot of my mental focus mm-hmm. and a lot of like, it's okay, it's okay. It was just someone who walked through, focus again. Like, <laughs> but I mean, in big crowds, it's when it's the worst. Mm. And you can see the energies change. So let's say you have 10 people and like one person is in a really bad mood. Everyone else's aura is going to start dimming in color just because that one person's aura affecting everyone else's. And no one else will be aware of what's going on. They won't feel it. But when they get home, they're like, oh, I'm so tired. Like why? And it's literally because of that. Is it something that you have to be... um, Okay, the questions are going to get dumb now. Is it, is it something no such that you thing have, as a dumb question. Like you have to be a certain closeness to that person to see it or can you see it from a distance if there's not other people like in the way? Um, I mean, obviously if there's like five, six people between me and someone else, I won't be able to like directly say exactly what their aura is. But like from being at one end of my yard to the other end of the yard as long as I can see that there's a person there and no one else is between us I can usually tell what their color is what about right now virtually can I see yours yes I can see your color what about Megan's because she has a pretend background around her being weird around her head yeah I've been trying to figure that out because (laughs) I feel like I can see it but at the same time I feel like I don't but like for me, what I see is when she moves, I can see some purple stuck to her skin. But otherwise, I don't see it. Like, usually what I see is, like, so where my hand is, I'll usually see color all here. Oh, but with her, it's literally stuck to her. I don't see any purple stuck to your skin. <laughs> Megan. 
I'm just pasty white for everybody else. <laughs> for the rest of us. <laughs> me? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so what kind of things, okay, so you've explained that you can see, for example, if somebody is un, like medically unwell, but what other kinds of things can you see by reading their aura? Like, what do the colors tell you? So the colors, the colors themselves each represent something and then the shade of the color adds on to the details. So someone can be like, can have a green color and it'll be like someone who's super loving and affectionate. But like, if we go towards more of like a jaded green, like a lighter green, then we know it's a jealousy thing that's hitting them right then and there. It's right here. But like, if it's yeah. dark, yeah. So if it's like dark, like a tree, that's when I know like they're in a good place. Like they're centered, they're balanced, like they're happy. And they're listening to themselves by like grounding themselves with nature. Um, someone with a pink aura is someone who's got a big heart, very genuine, always there for people. But like the lighter pink that you go, the more they're more in a sense of like not being that person anymore. And they're starting to lose that part of them. Cool. And where, how did you, okay. So you saw these, you were able to see this before you even knew what it was, obviously. Oh yeah. And, I, <laughs> and then were you just like, um, okay, I've heard someone talk about auras. I think that's what I'm seeing. I'm going to go read about this and figure out what this means or what, what happened. So Google helped quite a bit. <clears throat> um, the colors, good luck finding the right site for the colors. Mm. Um, it seems like no site can tell you the right thing or the same thing twice. Um, but with time of like, reading and like finally connecting with someone who could see and like being able to say like the shades will go so like if you google um what a green aura means it'll either tell you connection with earth or it'll tell you jealousy or like manipulativeness and things like that so like by mixing them all up you can kind of decide like where the scale is on like the truth and where it isn't and there is like a really good book I can't remember the name of it moment but like it really helps you figure out what point the aura is at with people and like by learning people's energies you can also connect what their aura means so like by so for example like someone who's got like a jaded kind of green aura I know like for one nature is what's going to bring them back from that jealousy Ooh. because like green connects them oh, to like cool. the nature aspect so like you really need nature to ground you but like also if I can feel like a weird vibe off someone and I can pick up like they're kind of like standoff then I'll know like okay that kind of green is really the jealousy and like just go for a walk like walk it off like <laughs> can you um if somebody comes if somebody is extremely anxious, say they're coming to you specifically to have their aura read and they're very, they're anxious. Can you, does that interfere with your ability to read their aura because they're nervous or? So nervousness doesn't really, um, there's only one emotion that does. And it's when you're at that suicide point, okay. um, that's when it gets in the way. Um, you can see nervous lines in people you can see um, when someone is somewhat uncomfortable or things like that. But when they're at the point of being really at that point of 
being so close to like ending it all, you can tell because there's no color left Wow. or the color is like so washed out. You know how if you leave a blanket out in the sun, it loses color, it loses color, it loses color. That's basically how someone can look after time when they're that close to the line. And that's when I know like either something has to be done or that's it. And it's kind of scary because how do you approach that? How do you say anything? How do you act upon it? Right. But there's no emotion otherwise that gets in the way. But you also can't always tell because some people are just severely depressed. Mm -hmm. And again, they might not even be at that suicide point yet, but like it's crossed their minds and their aura will be washed out. If you can see someone of a light green, then you know, like nature, nature, nature time will definitely help. Um, let's say someone's aura was pink and washed out. It's most likely because like they've been too much of a nice person and like mm-hmm. it was so used and abused and so many people did them wrong that at that point they've lost themselves and don't know how to be yeah. that person for themselves. Okay. Um, we didn't um, ask you for any guidelines. So exercise your boundaries now, ready? <laughs> but because you did say this, I'm going to ask you, because you said you weren't sure because of Megan's background, but that you thought you could see like purple on her skin. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you tell us what that means? If, if it's accurate, if it's not just her weird green screen stuff. I don't think it's her green screen because (laughs) I'm pretty sure this was the color that came up for her last time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So purple represents someone who's very spiritual, like, and who's very tapped into their inner knowings. So it'll be someone who has a lot of gut feelings or who can like sense kind of like a small ringing in their ears once in a while with like some weirdness and just like someone who can totally like just be open to everything. Why did you say that about the ringing in the ears? What is that about? Uh, So usually someone who gets gut feelings and like I remember hold it like I don't hold people's hands but I remember my hand floating above Megan's like this and like my ears started to like burn and ring and I was just like oh my goodness like I'm sure people try to talk to her like it's just like this weirdness but like if someone tries to talk to you and you can't hear it you'll have one ear that'll either sound like paper knocking or like really weirdness like wind blowing or like a car window is open but you're just standing there it's someone trying to communicate with you. <laughs> oh, that's cool. But yeah. I do have ringing in my ears, like just randomly. I have tinnitus. I have constant ringing in my ears, but I think it's a medical <laughs> condition. I don't think anyone's trying to talk to me. If they are, they won't shut up and it's it's too much. It's uh <laughs> No, I have because I know like after you did everybody's reading, you gave them like a little paper of like yeah. of the colors. So I have mine somewhere, but, <laughs> but, I, but I remember, I remember which colors. So <laughs> pretty sure I had said purple and like, that's why I was like, I'm pretty sure that is what I'm seeing. But like, again, your screen kind of does mess with it. Yeah. No, uh, I remember you read purple and red. See, I don't remember the red. I remember the no, purple. purple. But like, there's so purple is more of a rare color. So I feel like I connect with those people more because I'm like, oh, okay. someone more like me. Like, oh, cool. oh, <laughs> that's a good question. Can you see your own aura? Yeah. 
you can yeah and you can totally learn to see your own too really wait us yeah like Megan and yeah me? you could learn yeah both of you could learn to see your own it's harder to try learning to see how to be else's. a medium but how <laughs> no, I'm just kidding I'm not at all trying to but how do you learn how to see people's auras so you have to definitely do this um on a nice sunny day you want to be in the sun when you first try it and you want something white behind you or like wherever you're going to be looking but basically you'll stretch your arm out like way in front of you and like spread your fingers open and like you'll look at the white whatever is white in front of you and like you'll blur out your own hand by looking through the fingers and you'll be able to see it but the sun really has to be bright that day okay <laughs> yeah, it's like i can't see anything now that i've been staring into i'm lamp. staring into a very large light bulb right now but I, okay whatever i'll play with this tomorrow i'm gonna annoy some people just walking down the street (laughs) like not only do I see a river but I see orange and I don't know what that is yet but I'm gonna go find out so orange means uh, a creative side oh cool whoever that is that I haven't actually seen it on yet but I know what to tell them now that's so cool it's really interesting (laughs) so you started like a business now and you have like your own um I don't know like room I guess like what is yeah at a salon yeah okay so yeah yeah. I mean tell us about it like when someone goes in like what is what is the what is what is what is what is (laughs) so basically uh they can contact me right before or like the day before and decide what kind of session they want and depending on the session it will depend on how what they walk into okay so let's say they choose an aura or a tarot session then uh they'll they'll sit in the opposite chair from me and I will proceed to having them shuffle their cards so the cards have their energy instead of mine mm-hmm. and then from there like they'll get their reading um what I usually do is I pull I make them pull seven tarot and three oracles and the three oracle cards will describe the tarot cards so during that time they sit in a lovely green emerald green comfy cozy chair um I have Himalayan salt lamps uh in there just to like calm the energy I have selenite in the window to make sure like everyone's always protected and their spirits are clear and it's just so I don't know it's always so great I love bringing in my clients because I know they leave better than when they got there just like you see in their aura every time they walk out that door I can tell in their aura that they're different um when they book an energy session um the table won't be open it'll be so what I have is I have this ottoman kind of thing that like is a box but you flip it one way and it's a table and you flip it the other way and like you can sit on it okay so they'll be sitting on that and I'll do their entire energy session and then they can go and sit in that comfy chair after and we'll reevaluate all the feelings and emotions and like you can just see like the comfort and the peace that's in them just because like I didn't choose these like wooden chairs, like what we sit on at school all day, right? Like, <clears throat> but basically we walk through the entire salon to get to where I am. 
I'm in the back where it's, sorry, where it's quieter. And they just like have the option to walk in through the back door if they're not comfortable walking through the salon. But yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I mean, if you're not comfortable talking about it, but I mean, you mentioned therapy before. Now, was that something that you went through because of, you know, people saying that you were crazy or that it's not real and stuff? Or was it just like, aside from it, just taking care of your mental health? Um, it was pretty aside from it. Um, I think in a way they're linked. Like I was pretty bullied through elementary and high school and like, I didn't already, I already didn't have it easy. And then just a few situations I ended up in and my mental health really took a toll. So it was like, okay, I need to like get some help. So it was like a psychologist that didn't work. Um, other specialists that also did not work, didn't help. Um, and it was just like a constant battle for the longest time up until 2019. Okay. So it's like pretty recent when, um, actually it's COVID that made me stop seeing my specialist. Um, she called me up and she's like, so our last session is going to be over the phone because I'm leaving the office and I'm not coming back after COVID. And I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, but I'm, I'm in a better place now than where I was then. Can okay. I ask, you mentioned before about when I flippantly said like, that people obviously probably thought you were disassociating and you said, well, yeah, that's one of the things that they called it. Do you actually have now a di an actual diagnosis? No? Okay. Nope. Uh, to this day, they're like, oh, you disassociate. Oh, it's ADHD. Oh, um, I'm not sure what it is. And like, it's non, it's still, they've never sent me for testing. They've just kind of like lightly said, oh, it's this or, oh, it's that or. Right no one can agree enough on like, and like, they make you do these random paper tests just to see if they have to do further testing, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, there can't be anything wrong. You only answered like two questions that made it like seem more red alert, like red flag on that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> um, all right, sure. But I feel like there's something deeper, but I'm, I've learned to just stick with like herbs to help calm me down now or like, stick with people, learn to like have discussions with people and not like hide it inside of me instead. Cause like I went for the longest time where I'm like, if I tell anybody any of this, like I'm going to be crazy. Mm. So it was like holding it in, holding it in until I finally had like a huge breakdown. Like, you know, when you like explode and then everyone's kind of just like, what happened to you? that's kind of like the point I hit before I started realizing like it's okay to talk and open up about these things mm -hmm. it's just a matter of like finding the right people who won't like be like yeah you need to be in a mental institute right what what do you okay do you but do you actually disassociate as well I do and, okay I'm like cool good one of my people but um <laughs> sorry uh but it's life so how do you know for yourself because Megan and I have I just want to make sure that you know why I'm asking you this so that you don't feel challenged by the question because Megan and I ourselves have 
had moments where we're like, oh, wait, how do I know right now if I'm being creative or if I'm being manic? Like, (laughs) is this, should I dive into this because it's my calling or is this me going off the deep end? Like, so do, does that ever um, trigger you? Like if you are having an experience with spirits or you're picking up on certain energies that you're having a visceral reaction to, does that ever worry you that you're like, okay, wait, how do I know that that's, that this is my, I'm going to call it a calling for better. I don't know, lack of a different way to describe it. So how do you know, oh, this is my calling or, oh, it's time to check in. I'm, I'm not okay right now. Um, so I know by how I start, um, not sleeping. Mm. So I need to check in with myself if I'm like awake at like, if I fall asleep at like, let's say 1130 and I'm awake at like three in the morning, that's when I know I'm like, oh, I'm, this is too far. Okay. Um, but it's basically because I allow. So my thing is at night, if, when I go to bed, if I say, um, to whoever would come whenever um I would definitely be like okay so I'm going to bed no one's allowed to interrupt me until seven in the morning but like there recently I haven't been saying it because I've been having like these weird things and I feel like I'm going too far now that Mm -hmm. you're bringing it up I'm like yeah that's a little too far now because I'm like not giving myself that break anymore and like I know that I get these random visits now and they're really intense. And I was awake an hour and a half after falling asleep this week and I didn't go back to sleep. <laughs> I think but like that's what I was asking because I can relate to like the disassociating part. And I feel like it, I would imagine it can, and I'm projecting totally on you. So I'm sorry, but I, I'm imagining because I get like this, um, that if you're sort of in an escape mode, that it's easier to just welcome that and just go in there. And, and like, yeah, maybe it's it, not coming from the bad place, but be, if you're vulnerable, it's so much easier to just let it, like you said, like to not set those boundaries and be like, yeah. And like, I let myself get engulfed in this, right? Like, because then, well, I'm not super aware of like the negative things going on around me. So like, I rather get engulfed in it sometimes just because that I'm like not focused on what's going on around me or like the negative things that are like kind of knocking on my personal door. Mm-hmm. It's more like, okay, I've got to hyper-focus on this person for now and I'll revisit myself like in a week. And that's when I know. And like, I'll notice it while driving too it'll hit me and I'll be like, oh, wait, who cares about this right now? Like, this is more important. And that's when I'm like, oh, wait, no, no. Like reality check, you're doing this right now. Focus Mm -hmm. on that. Then when you park the car, then you can go back and visit whatever that was. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think um, for me, it's more like I kind of allow myself to use it to check out of my personal life to be able to like, hyper-focus on something else because I don't have to hyper-focus on myself by seeing or hearing other conversations 
We even, mm-hmm. we talked to uh, our last, I think it was our last guest that we had on the show too. We talked about that in relation to creativity, like brilliantly creative person. And we were talking to her about how, yeah, sometimes you can just let, let yourself go so deep into your creativity, whatever form that takes, like that y- it can get scary sometimes because yeah, you can go so and sometimes you need to sometimes you need to go all the way in whether it's a reading or whether it's a creative product like that thing whatever it is that drives you inside you that's not letting you do anything like listen to me this needs to happen (laughs) sometimes you have to just go all the way in and hope everything's okay when you get out but sometimes it can be extremely scary and sometimes it's not the right time to be like yes (laughs) I'm going to dive right into this and never mind my mental health or my family or my job or whatever other stuff is like waiting for me when I come crawling out of it going like, holy crap, that's crazy. (laughs) No, exactly. I call it my rabbit hole. And like, I, once I realize I'm in it, I'll be like open. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just going to go take care of my rabbit hole now. Like, and that's when I know, like, supper will be put like on hold or like oh five more minutes and I'll start supper and like five minutes turns into like half an hour you know like I I I neglect myself or I'm just like oh I can try shampoo today just like if I can get this like part over and done with like sometimes I'm having like conversations and like I'm like oh wow I've been having this conversation for like an hour how'd that I only said five minutes and I allowed it to go further. And then I'm like, well, there goes my self-care time. So I'm just going to dry shampoo it. And uh, yeah, let's just run to the office now. And hopefully my client doesn't think I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you think that that you're doing this because you're worried you're going to miss something important or it's just like it's become such a habit that you're just want to be open all the time? and just be there to listen, whether it's someone physically in front of you or more spiritually? So that's kind of like a, can I say it's like both at the same time in a way? Like there is part of me that's afraid of missing certain things, like especially if it's like super important, but like it was never like my biggest concern before. Like I never, it didn't bother me. But lately, there's, like, certain things that come up, and I'm just like, oh, I can't miss this. Like, I need to be aware of this. And it's like, I feel like there's something deeper that's about to come up. And I'm like, if I allow myself to put my guard down and I miss it, like, am I going to tear myself apart later on? Okay. How do you feel, though, if it's super important, it's not going to leave you alone? Like, it's going to be like, no, I said, listen to me. I said, you're not washing your hair. I have a message for you and you need to hear it. I used to think that if it was super important, like they wouldn't skip out on it. But I've noticed that they, they do. Like if you're off at that moment, then you're off and you've missed. Like if they can, they'll come back with it or whatnot. But um, there's moments where you do miss that train and you're just kind of like, oh, well, what if I would have? Like, for a random example, quite a few years ago, and I mean, before I became a mom, um, 
there was a scenario that told me like, oh, you should really offer this up. And I was just like, ah, should I, should I, should I? And like, I took my eyes off of the person instead. And I lost the person and I never asked him. And turns out I should have asked him what I wanted to ask him in that moment. But like, I wasn't bugged after I lost that person to find the person, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then something negative really did happen in the outcome. And like, I blamed myself for a while, but now I've learned like, no, it's just because it was meant to be and I wasn't meant to stop it. So it really depends on how like things kind of play out sometimes around you and whatnot. So that's a question I wanted to ask you is that when you have this much information or knowledge at your not disposal, but like you have access to information that a lot of people don't have. Um, are you able to allow yourself not to be responsible for all of it? Are you able to say like, that's not my, that's not my fire. Like if someone needs this or wants this, or is asking me for this and I give them the time, then that's enough and that's okay. Like, I don't have to always be watching out for everybody and making sure everyone's getting the messages that they need to get or the, you know, that kind of thing. So I can say no. Um, I'm not one to like constantly be like, oh, I've got to go tell this person something or whatnot. Um, there's only been two or three times. And I think I'm on my third time, honestly. I'm pretty sure. And I do get involved with certain people where I'm just like, no, like there's something and it just bugs me, right? And I think what makes it harder is when the person is a stranger, you've never approached them, they have no clue who you are or anything. And like, you're being woken up at two in the morning and like, hey, remember when you saw that person in this place? And then you're just like, okay, but they don't know me. What do you want me to do about it? Oh, they need your help. Yeah. Where do they live? I don't know. Where can I find them? Will I ever see them again? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So then like I get hints of where to go or like when to be certain places. And I'm just like, what do you want me to say? (laughs) Am I supposed to be like, Hey, my name's Serena. And uh, so your ghost came to see me. Like, (laughs) I I don't know. There's no way of approaching. So I don't, but it does eat up a big part of me for quite a while until I figure out certain approaches or like a way to fix it or help it you just slip your business card and be like hey I just opened a new shop let me know and you're just like come so I can tell you everything without you think I'm psycho right here so we don't need to do this on the sidewalk (laughs) my biggest fear is that someone's just gonna be like I think I need a restraining order against you if I approach him (laughs) I think that's like my biggest thing like am I gonna get a restraining order put against me for saying hi this is who I am this is what I do like (sighs) I want okay sorry Megan do you have any I don't want to take up all the space no you're you're not taking up all the space I have a space taking up problem (laughs) <laughs> lots of questions all the time um, I, I so mean that in a, I mean that in a self-aware way I don't mean that in a like in a you know oppressed womanly like that's a space that a man might want to take up in a way I, just mean, <laughs> I, I take up a lot of space um so what is your uh, can, this is like just simple fun so don't don't dive deep Unless you want to, you're welcome to dive as deep as you want to, but 
I just want to ask you, like, what do you feel like is the biggest burden of having this, these gifts? And then like, but on the other side, like, what is the most fun part for you? And I'm not being of service to other, I mean, like you, for you, like fun for you. So what makes it fun for me is that like, I get to see people's auras change, like, because they feel better about something and whatnot. And I'm just like, okay, I've done something really good today. Like Mm -hmm. if anything, like someone feels better. Um, another thing that I find that I love the most about it is when I see people like click and they're like, oh yeah. And then I'm like, okay, they're filling their own cup right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what my goal is. Right. Like I just, when they come in and they're here and they leave and they're here, I'm like, "Mm." like, it makes me feel better. Like kind of fills my own cup. Like I feel my own cup by filling someone else's, I guess, in that Mm -hmm. way. I think the only thing that makes this hard, I would definitely say is that I can't save everyone. Um, I think that's, I mean, I can get warnings and stuff, but you can't always get to the person or like tell the person or anything. I feel like that's the hardest, right? Like when you know, you know, but you know, you can't reach them or do anything about it and I feel like that's where it becomes hard or like when someone you were friends with comes and visits you and you're just like yeah I wish everyone else could see you too you know I I think that's the only negative Mm -hmm. part for me I get that (laughs) yeah I'm sorry (laughs) that's my I, I'm, um, I have a lot of jobs, but my day job is working. Um, well, in short, my title is that I'm an intervention counselor. So I get, I get that feeling of like the excitement of being like, yes, I empowered someone. I gave them some tools and now they're going to do whatever they want with it, but they feel lighter and they feel empowered and they feel like, you know, whatever. And that's really fun. And then the feeling on the other side where you're just like, I can't fix your problems for you. Or there's people who are not open. They just can't, even if they came to you, like that's the crazy thing too. When you're talking about like, well, I can't just walk up to a stranger in a grocery store. I'm sure you have people, whether you see it immediately, which I'm sure sometimes you do, or you don't know what they're going to do after they leave. But I'm sure there's people who, who come to you on purpose specifically to be open, to hear what you have to say and who then like don't do anything that with or <laughs> like, yeah. like shut it all down just go back to the I shitty thing like, that wasn't yeah. working for me before you know so yeah, yeah exactly there's times where I feel like they'll walk out of the office and I feel like they took that piece of paper and crumpled it up and threw it in the garbage like and, and then you're like, like come on <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because you know right like you know that you've got the tools to help people just like I know I've got the tools to help people we all do in our own way mm-hmm. but like I feel like some people are just like so shut off or so far down a road from where we're standing that they just can't receive what we have or they're really going also- into it thinking that they're wait, going wait, to wait stop Megan say it again because I interrupted you and no one will be able to hear it I was gonna say Jen you were doing so good not interrupting me space I told you space um yeah I imagine people too they'll go in going 
you know, I want to talk to my grandmother. Uh, I want to be told that I'm going to win the lottery and I'm going to live forever. And then when you're like, well, you know, you've been having troubles in this part, but you know, if you do this, it's going to better your life and no, no one's here to talk to you. It's, you know, people watch too many movies kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I actually had that encounter about a month ago where someone came in and they were like, so what do the cards have to tell me? And I'm just like, do do you have a question? No, no, I just, just general. (laughs) Okay. I like generals because it gives you like a good outlook on life. Right. And like, so it was such a beautiful reading, like good, positive vibes for the future and everything. And well, what about my job? My changing jobs? And I'm like, I, I don't know, career-wise, it looks good, but you didn't ask about that. Like, you just wanted general. No, I wanted to know about, and I'm like, um, okay, well, we can, we can definitely ask. Oh, never mind. What else can you do? And I was just like, um, uh, we, we talked on the phone. I, I, I gave you the list. Like, you're like, why is your aura so brown right now? <laughs> you know? And I remember the client just being like oh well is there anyone around me that you can like help me confirm that yeah you do do the right thing and I'm like if someone was around you and had a message for you they would present it if they have nothing to say they don't they don't and he was just like "Mm, yeah this is boring and I was just like Oh, gosh, poor thing. <laughs> you don't it's seem to like... even have any friends in the spirit world okay guys so maybe Except for that boring. one relatives like oh my god he hasn't changed he's still a pain in the ass <laughs> oh my god <laughs> one yeah, relative's yeah. like no 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 i finally got rid of that guy don't pull me back in i'm not <laughs> i'm out of here yeah yeah, yeah pretty wild. here <laughs> Uh, Demi, I'm gonna have to make an appointment with you so that you can tell me if that really was my grandmother. Um, <laughs> it did not sound like my grandmother. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> so you never figured out, like later on, when you started thinking about it, going maybe it wasn't my grandmother, but maybe it was. No, someone else. I'll tell no? you. Okay, this will be of no use to either of you, but this is how frustrating it was. She told me that it was a, a very small person, so the only very small person. That, that was very close that was close to me like family or friend or whatever so the only very small person that I know that was loud very small loud person would be my Italian grandmother very opinionated loud tiny person the thing mm-hmm. is she was saying like first the fact that she wanted to talk to me in the first place was just weird to me because my grandmother didn't have the time of day for me, but not only that, she would mostly just be like, I don't know where you got such a big behind. Uh, you didn't get that from my side of the family. My side of the family doesn't have big behinds. Like just, and like super Italian, like tell you you're fat all the time, even though I was like 114 pounds, but then eat, eat. Why aren't you eating? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But she was so rude to me in the, in the daylight. But at night she would sit on my bed and watch me sleep and sometimes cry and I'd wake up and she'd just be sitting there crying but then she would be rude to me like if I t- anyway the thing is that what the the medium said that she had to say to me was to like always hang on to my childlike self and never let that go and I was like she would never say that 
She would, unless she, she'd be like, grow the fuck up. This woman, when my husband left me, I called her crying and she was like, what do you mean he left? Like he left, he's not, he's left me alone with three children. He left. Well, tell him to come back. Like, what do you want? Why are you calling me? Go get him. Go tell him to come back. This is ridiculous. He left. Like I'm at her house. I'm vegetarian now, grandma. What do you mean you're vegetarian? But like, I don't eat meat. Who doesn't eat meat? Like just so rude and so like, so strong. She was like an fierce, fierce, fiercely strong, emotionally shut off woman who not enough money in the world would make this woman tell me, never lose your child. Like, so. like that would just horrify Unless her. she meant like your giant child, like self behind. My, my booty my big my yeah booty. your booty she's like keep that big booty yeah glad to see it's four times bigger than it was then <laughs> hang on to that hang on to that <laughs> I'm still ridiculing you from the grave oh, um, anyway the, re- the rest of the read like the rest of the session was amazing just that one part was frustrating because afterwards I was like she would never, she, she doesn't care about me. And she would never tell me that. She would never tell me that. If there was one thing she would never tell me, it's that. Hey, okay. So I'll tell you like from experience, like it does happen that they do regret how they treated you like here. So they'll like completely switch over like when they move on. Um, but it sounds like you probably ended up being confused with someone else considering you're just like no no like it does happen where you do get confused with someone else and it's really hilarious how that happens yeah it's really funny how it happens and like wait what do you mean like someone else's grandma said that to me but it wasn't me like they were trying to tell someone else no like someone else that like probably you didn't know came to you so it does happen like that what happens is like we get these guardians whether it's from the day we're born or whenever they come to us and like they'll have messages for us and they'll be like oh someone really really close to you well yeah someone really really close to you because they've been with you since you were born so somebody who loves me maybe was telling me to never lose my child like so that makes sense because that does happen it I've seen it where like our guardian angel who's been with someone since they were born um had that kind of message for someone so but now I'm more sad because now I want to meet like how do I meet my gr- okay no this is going to be a five hour long episode I can't do this <laughs> I'll be quiet too many questions safe space come meet me yeah, come to exactly. my office okay. <laughs> we'll talk. What? you're gonna be like what do you want to talk about I'm like I need to meet my guardian angel person and you're gonna be like you're- sure no problem come on in yeah yeah, yeah. come in here's my list Wait, is that real? Can I actually do that? You can with certain meditation work and certain works. Yeah, 100% you can. All right. Well, I'm going to call you as soon as we end this. <laughs> okay. So no, we'll get to that in one second. Before we wrap up and you actually tell people how to do that and people don't, don't make an appointment to get to know my guardian angel. Okay. Cause like, no, but your own stuff like your job quitting question. Um, 
have either of you done anything uh, crazy, crazy creative, crazy or creative or crazy creative in the most recent period of time that has just passed? Um, well, I never got to make those um, outfits that I wanted to for my birthday. Aww. I know it's sad, but my girlfriend thought my girlfriends and I are doing finally our drag party, like our drag race party. Hey. And um, I watched a lot of tutorials on the drag queen that I want to do. And I actually need to um, glue eight pairs of eyelashes together to make them the length and the thickness that she has. <laughs> so like I bought everything and I was like, I bought the, the color, the size, I bought the glue that she used. And I watched it and uh, my, my wigs are curled and now I have to like stack them. And that's going to be my crazy slash creative that's happening this Saturday. So, yeah. That's pretty awesome, actually. I'm not that creative at all. <laughs> I don't really have that crazy creative side. I just have like the crazy side where like I talk to whoever. <laughs> Yeah, but that's an awesome crazy. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I, I mean, obviously there's times where like I'll be driving and I feel a pair of knees in my back and I'm like, I, no, no, please leave. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> otherwise it's great. I just love that you have boundaries with this. I do. Driving <laughs> is like my time, my music time and no one interrupts. Like I'll be driving and I can see orbs and I'm like, yeah, I saw you. You're not getting in. Nope. <laughs> I love this. It's like meditating when people mm, grocery list. No, not right now. I know you're there. <laughs> you're just a grocery list to me. I acknowledge you. I'll be with you later. Not now. Um, Davina, are you saying that you don't have a, like a crazy creative? I mean, aside I from your entire life. <laughs> no, I don't. I really, okay. I don't do anything really. I say I don't do anything. I mean, I do, but I don't like, I don't, um, yeah, I don't know. The only thing I was doing, if you would have asked me this in the summer, I would have been like, yeah, I started 152 plants and like, I've got to plant them all now. Like, <laughs> but you're asking me this, like in the non-gardening season and like the after Halloween, no spirits. But um, don't you have like an Etsy store? I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I just haven't really done much. Like everything's been restocked now so like now it's just all sitting there um what do you, what I do do you have, sell on your etsy store uh so i make necklaces and bracelets and rings oh cool. i also make candles spell jars and um i'm working on a new project right now so i can't wait to reveal that one but i'm gonna keep my lips sealed until oh. it's out see she has but a crazy creative. creative but it's a secret she has a crazy it's, crazy it's just yeah right um <laughs> Okay, so my crazy creative, then I have a secret surprise question for you guys that I didn't tell you about because that's how I roll. Uh, my crazy creative is one in the same as usual. And that is just that uh, shortly before Halloween, um, Davina, I am also a, um, a nutritionist and um, I have a podcast, like a vegan, like plant-based nutrition podcast. So- my partner shortly before Halloween was like, he should just throw up a podcast about, um, you know, like how natural medicine and, um, 
witchcraft, like the sort of overlap, uh, because I'm also studying to be a naturopath. So I say to her, what I don't, first, I don't think she understands like how long it takes to actually write a podcast, like a scripted podcast. And then you have to record, like memorize it and record it and edit anyway. So I was like, what am I going to, what am I going to say this podcast? And she was like, just like a quick, like natural medicine has been around since however long and like how, you know, natural, like how healers and midwives and stuff were accused of being witches and, you know, and then like, just give them some tips, like some natural healing tips and spells. Sounds easy enough, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> but you know me, Megan. <laughs> so I was like, I'll be in the basement. <laughs> I, and I recorded this podcast that first of all, I didn't have enough, also have like a bit of a perfectionism issue, totally unproductive. Like this has to be perfect or it can't go out. So most things I do just don't go out because it, it will never be perfect. So this was extremely challenging for me, but I put out the episode I don't even know what the point of it was at all, except for the fact that somebody said, Hey, you should do this. So I was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just ran down into the basement and like recorded a quick podcast about the thing is, we don't even know the truth. We don't have all of the truth about like how many accused witches were actually midwives or healers or wise women or anything like that so basically the podcast goes like this we've known for a long time that all these people were accused and sentenced and and killed for being healers and seers and blah blah blah. and then they got called witches and then the death we also know that the only documentation of this stuff mostly is like totally biased crap (laughs) written by people trying to cover their asses and also confessions from women who were forced to confess these things and told that if they didn't say that they did these things, they would be killed. So they said, oh, yes, I ate babies or whatever. (laughs) So we don't know. So my answer to the question that I have proposed is, who knows? Anyways, sage is good for you. (laughs) Here's how you make sage tea. (laughs) By the way, here's a witchy ritual. Have a good Halloween. I love it. And to all a good night. So uh yes, I did it and I put it up. And then afterwards, Joe was like, So is it any good? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not gonna listen to it. (laughs) It's totally I don't even know what the point of it was. People are gonna be like, what does this have to do with vegan nutrition? Nothing. (laughs) It was just Halloween. That's how I spent my Halloween. So that's great though. Yes. I feel like sometimes we just need to like let that side of us out where we just like have like a random vent moment and then just be like, oh, okay, yeah. How many <laughs> listeners are gonna be like, oh thank God, she's not droning on about heart disease. Um <laughs> okay, so here's my quick question. I'm asking you because I, I saw this question in a group, a Facebook group that I belong to. Um, I disowned Facebook a long time ago until I found this. Um, group of witchy women that I've um, I like do you guys know that you can just have the groups 
in Facebook. Not that you can have them, but that you can only see that stuff if you want. If you don't want to see your friends ranting about how they can't find the lid to their Tupperware, you don't have to see that. You can choose to only see stuff that happens in your group. So it's so you for sure are only going to see stuff that you care about. It's the it's magic. I'm back back together with Facebook because of this. So anyways, group. group. This woman asked, how many of you are out since you talked about this, Davina? How many of you are out? How out are you and why or something? So it never occurred to me that somebody would be in the closet about, sorry, I happen to also, <laughs> I'm not talking about gay stuff, although that's me. And I was never in that there either. So this was equally as confusing <laughs> to me about <laughs> being coming out of that closet. But it didn't occur to me that like there were witchy people in closets at all. But it turns out tons of people are. And then Davina, you were saying you didn't want to be like out because you didn't want to be like considered crazy so like are you completely out to the whole wide world now I feel like I am I mean Facebook and Instagram know about me now so I feel like <laughs> it, the world knows you know I feel like once it's Facebook or Instagram official you're just like that's it like you're out like <laughs> it's like the scary publish button <laughs> yeah like the moment I like made the page and I would like publish it I was like oh my gut was just like do I throw up now or later like you know take a deep breath and like I remember just like shutting off all my notifications when I, the moment I did it I shut off all my notifications and I like went to bed I was like nope can I like I didn't want to see what was gonna come of it or like who would like it or if there's gonna be any comments to it I was just like okay that time like nope but um I mean yeah I mean, if someone's like, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I kind of, I find myself stutter on that one where I'm just like, um, what do I call myself? But like, I've noticed now that it's like, oh, I'm just a witch. (laughs) Like, I, it's great because like, I'm still the new face at the salon, right? Like most of the clients that go there aren't used to seeing someone else in there and I'll like walk in once they have clients and I'll hear the client go, oh, who's she? I've never seen her here before. And I hear one or the other, and they both answer, oh, she's just our witchy friend. Because <laughs> they have no idea what to call this either, right? I <laughs> love it, though. So wait, I'm just wait, going with wait. it now. Are you working in an actual salon, like a hair salon? Uh-huh. Oh, so my God. there's a I hairstylist and a nail technician. <laughs> when Megan said the salon, I just thought it was like a salon that like a collective of you work no, like <laughs> women working all together in like a, I thought we were calling it a salon like where there would be like a medium and like a card reader no <laughs> I have oh, not other salons. <laughs> amazing but yeah I mean um the owner of the salon was looking to rent out one or two of the rooms and I was just like you know I kind of need a space other than having my home invaded by these people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like reached out and I asked if like I could rent the room. Um, It started off with like one day a week. And then I was like quickly like, okay, I need it for like three days this week. And I was like, well, why don't I just rent it full time? Like it's three days a week now. Like if I rent it full time, I could just make candles and all my stuff there instead of invading like my room at my house. So my kids don't touch it. 
and it just became like this wonderful thing nice yeah. amazing all right well so speaking of the salon how can people find you in real actual physical like where can they literally make an appointment with you and then also how where do they find you like on social media and stuff if they want to okay. follow you and see what you're up to I was ready for this question. <laughs> That's the only question I was ready for. Um, so they can find me on Instagram at Mana Divina Taho with like underscores between all those words. Um, on Facebook, they can just find me at Mana Divina. And then in real life, in person, I am actually at 294 Shame Knowlton in Knowlton. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. If they want to get a hold of me, they can either message Instagram or Facebook or they can call the salon for me. So we'll put all those details in the show notes so um, people can find you. Davina, thank you so much for being here tonight. This has been super interesting and really, really fun. And we appreciate you taking time out to be here with us. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. It makes us more visible to other people who don't know that we're out there. And it makes our community that much bigger, which is great. If you would like more detailed show notes, you can go to our website, we'recrazycreative.com. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, which would be super fun and cool, you can go to anchor.fm slash we'recrazycreative. We'd love to hear from you. And maybe we'll even play your message on one of our upcoming episodes. Speaking of hearing from you, you can also follow us on Instagram at we'recrazycreativepodcast. You can find me on Instagram at Jennifer June Chapman. And on my website, jenniferjunechapman.com. For all things vegan, I'm on Instagram, underscore sweetvegan underscore, and on the World Wide Web at sweetvegan.net. How about you, Megan? You can find me on Instagram at author.m.redmile or on Facebook, author Megan Redmile. And you can visit my website at meganredmile.com. And you can also find my books on Amazon.